0: This is the Reading Aloud Podcast. I'm Marisol Collette. And I'm Adam Colette. And you love us, because we love you. We sure do. And let's get to today's conversation.
1: <laughs> so am I all drama or am I all drama?
0: Drama. Drama. Remember, drama. When,
1: remember when we used to say to Neo, one, two, three three drama and then he would throw himself back oh we gotta continue to do i want to zoe zoe did it to him recently and he kind of remembered Uh he might Uh, have forgotten yeah all right so am i all drama and i'm all drama
0: you're pretty drama you're not all drama when you're not suffering like it's so easy to be dismissive around the strength that it takes to get through something and I say that on like a micro level and of course there's like a macro level too but like on a micro level like you're sick right now and the strength that you're putting out there get through being sick showing up for the podcast recording showing up to the best of your ability that takes a lot I think it's hard to like even empathize with that in the moment
1: so when you look at me you're thinking all drama, but when you're sick, you want me to look at you and feel empathy. Exactly. Cool. I'm not sick, period. You're not sick. I just am having... Exclamation mark. (laughs) I'm just having a reaction to the COVID shot. I've always had a reaction. And it's, it's a pretty heavy duty one. Not so much as in the beginning, the first couple shots, but I feel like my mind and my excitement for life and my happiness level is high. My body is so achy. I can't even like lift a finger.
0: You know how much our wedding video has influenced me? Oh, you mean our vows? Well, we have a v- wedding video that we watch probably twice a year. I've watched it probably and so seven and times a year plus. And it's, and it's our, well, in the beginning it was a lot more. Mm-hmm. The wedding video has influenced me so much because when you say something like you just said, my mind and a quote from our vows, you said in the wedding video at one point has busted my mind and my heart wide open Mm -hmm. and you just said my mind and I was like and my heart wide open like that's what happened in my in my head when you said that and it's like we're not even remotely I haven't thought about that video you know
1: when I think of it when you say and it's and it's oh and it's all right or and And it's it's okay okay.
0: and it's okay yeah
1: I practically burst into tears when I hear you say that and it's okay I'm like, oh, because that that was the most beautiful part of your vows. Like, we're going to have highs and lows and it's
0: OK. I got way off topic, but I just pull that in because it's. So
1: am I all drama or am I not? I'm showing up. I You're thought I was going to be in drama. bed all day. You're not all drama. Take it back.
0: You're not all drama. You're you love to, of course, in a joking way pick at me when you're on the drama train. You're like, "Why are you doing that? Why are you being crazy?" <laughs> I don't know if it's a joke. I think I'm
1: sometimes just really sensitive. <laughs> I like got the COVID shot yesterday morning and I came home and I was so sensitive. I it was like you were an- really sensitive. It was anticipatory sensitivity. I felt so sad for myself <laughs> and nothing had happened. <laughs> and the shot didn't hurt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Hurts now. Hurts now. You're like, I'm 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 already reeling from what hasn't happened yet, but that I know is a possibility of happening. So,
1: okay, possibility. Look where we are. (laughs) It's happening.
0: Wait, what's happening?
1: I'm sick like I thought I'd be. So yesterday, you touched my hand on accident.
0: <laughs> One, two, three. Drama.
1: I mean, that was the
0: most dramatic. I think the neighbors heard it through our walls and then flailed yourself on the ground. <laughs> I mean, there was like three or four pirouettes in there. And then it was like a back... We had to stop like what we were watching. It was Neil and I were just like in shock. We were both just standing <laughs> Oh, no, Neil was in shock. Neil was just staring at you like, what just happened? Yeah,
1: That was probably the most dramatic I've been in a that long time. That was the most time. effective
0: high five I've ever given. <laughs>
1: What happened was is that we d- decided to do an exercise routine together. I was super excited to do it. and Neo loves to exercise with me, but he's been a little shit. He's really, really been tough to be around. And so it puts you on edge and I, I don't feel like I can be near him sometimes because he's like doing a lot of biting and head banging. and you know, it's kind of hard. I don't feel him being I feel him being very emotional. And so it's you know, and then he's crying and screaming a lot and he's just kind of off his game which is hard because he's been on his game for a couple of months. It's just been so sweet to be around him, even in all of his ups and downs, but this is next level. And so he was just inconsolable during this. And I just said to you, because my body was at that point starting to break down from the the shot. And I said to you, just do me a favor and try not to run into me. And four minutes later, if that, you whacked me so hard on accident. It it did hurt, but not that bad. It irritated me that you didn't do the one thing I asked, which was like, just don't run into me. Position yourself so that you're not going to fucking run into me. The most challenging part of it, and this is where the sensitivity came in, is that I just needed to re- a place to relax because of how intense Neo's been and the COVID shot and the day being very sensitive. I just needed to be vulnerable and relax. And I will say around Neo, sometimes that can be hard because he's so physical that you close your eyes. If I lay on the couch and close my eyes, he's going to come over and slap me in the face or headbang me. Like I have to, you know that feeling. You have to be on guard. Yeah. And so I just needed a place to rest and be trust that I was going to n- be taken care of. And you, within minutes, were like, wha And I pirouetted yeah, to I the mean, ground
0: and screamed. So I want to say for you listening, because I'm overly sensitive and I'm nervous about you just saying, I whacked you. Mm. I'm curious in your mind, as you're listening now, think about... Where did I hit you? I mean, our hands on whacked? The, no.
1: On the tip of my fingers. Do you know how hard it is to get hit on the tips of your
0: fingers? I know, but like you said, you whacked me really you whacked. hard. You But if I'm listening to that, I don't know the situation. Somebody would have thought that I just like hit you inadvertently, of course, but like just nailed you in the head.
1: No, I said on my hand.
0: No, you didn't say on your hand. Oh. You just said you just whacked the shit out of me. No, on my on my fingertips. Okay, on your fingertips. So like our fingertips, you know, we were doing like jumping jacks and our fingertips smacked really hard. And I'm not saying it didn't hurt. I'm just saying for me in my vulnerable state, for for you listening... I think that's an important point of context to add in there. Yeah.
1: yeah, Okay. Okay. Always. Always, babe. Always. And then I took myself to the bathroom because I had to pee anyways. But let me just say, I talked to my friends about this on Marco Polo. Not this specific thing, but I was like, y'all, I lost my cool yesterday in a way I haven't done for a while, which... I am and I told you this on a walk, I'm so proud of myself, babe. Like it was such a reminder of how much I don't lose my cool like that anymore. Or yeah. I haven't in a yeah. while. Yeah, yeah. With you, with Neo, with anything. I do I haven't gotten to that like easy anger, rage, like pop off at you place, which I have struggled with so hard. Mm-hmm. And I was so uncomfortable with the way that I reacted, which is a very a normal way that I would have used to have reacted that I was like, wow, a, I'm really glad that I feel uncomfortable that this isn't doing for me what I thought it used to do for me, you know, to get my feelings out and b that this is this such a reminder of how long it's been since I've done this. Yeah. But yeah. I popped off at you. I got, I don't even know how to parent a kid that acts like the way he was acting.
0: I don't know. Nobody. I don't think anybody knows how to do that
1: immediately i'm like he needs a behavioralist <laughs> we've got it we have to fix this immediately and my friends are like he's too. one of the more difficult things about kids is how inconsistent
0: they are yeah totally and that was helpful cause it's a true like, statement yeah i was like okay because yeah, a couple of weeks ago he's been an angel and then while. now you know i mean he was sick He had a really bad night's sleep, and I think it's taken him a couple, you know, there was the time change right in there, too, of course, and it's taken him a couple days to, you know, recover from that, and he's probably going through some things, so totally, it's totally inconsistent.
1: The other thing my friend said is that she's really sensitive to noise input, but she's not somebody who pops off, so she's really, it's like her tolerance level for that kind of whining, crying you know, loud screaming banging around is lower. And she's been really hard on herself because her husband can handle much more of it. Yeah. But what she said is, is that her and him have a, a tactic that they use, which is just that. So she'll just say, Oh, I got to run to the grocery store. I'm going to go take a shower real quick. It's just an easy way out when she's overwhelmed. And at first she judged herself for it. Why can't I do as much as he can do? Blah, 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 blah. But I love that because she doesn't, she doesn't lash out. So I'm hopeful that I can avoid that intense reaction, Yeah, but that I can just really calmly and joyfully be like, I'm going to run upstairs and get something and then legitimately cool down.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Integrate that practice into your life. So
1: you would need to get on board with the fact that I'm not trying to leave you with the bag of crap i just really i'm really struggling with what else to
0: do i don't know maybe i have too much faith in myself but i feel like that's gonna be pretty easy for me like in terms of like you asking for what you need and me showing up in that moment like just to take it but it's like a code word totally code word now you know you know it will be i'll be a slow adopter on that because i'm a little slow with sometimes you'll be like i gotta run to the grocery store and i'll be like what for (laughs) (laughs) so that
1: i don't scratch
0: your eyes out exactly but once i get the you know the code name the code words integrated i i think that the fact of needing to show up and of course i i'm pretty good at that i'm pretty good at like dropping it, you know it all and showing up so speaking of integrating things into practice i'm ha- i'm having this conversation with my friends about the balance or the trade-offs even if you will between prayer and social activism and involvement uh there's a lot going on in our world right now um there's a lot of tragedy and a lot of really big global events happening that are impacting all of us in a variety of ways in talking about that and and we don't need to go into those specifics now but really i wanted to have this conversation and get your thoughts on just kind of how you feel about that.
1: Two reasons why I think it is important to just at the very least name them is one, because I think that things should be named. And I think that that's a way to enter into a a pretty, like, it's a hard, it's hard. And, and two, because this I think is going to be a really interesting conversation that I've been waiting to have with you. So for one, we're talking about Gaza and we're talking about Ukraine. We're talking also about climate change anything else that is falls under any bucket of injustice. So, and we could list that, and there are so many to list. But right now, what is what is top of mind, if somebody were to say what's the biggest thing happening in the world right now, one of the things I would say would be Israel and Palestine.
0: Myself and one other friend, this is a, this is a Marco Polo chat between three of us. Myself and one other guy have really... Leaned in and are talking about our activism as and kind of that vocal out there, you know, in the work that we do and the conversations that we have and how we show up in the world as an integral part of our spiritual practice. Our other friend is, I think, somewhat less comfortable with that and has really approached his practice, his contribution, I should say, to those issues through a real deep focus on prayer. He's a part of a global community of people who in an incredible intentional way really pray and come together. I mean, I don't know all the all the specifics because I'm not a part of it, but like, you know, come together through my, my understanding and, and and pray and put out a collective prayer for healing in the world and an attunement to goodness in the world. There was a
1: post on Instagram that was circulating to the effect of, if you are not posting about Palestine, you are not standing on the right side of history. And I, the person who posted that, like, first of all, there's so much context. She's been posting a lot of really important things, a lot of informational things, a little bit of trauma porn, but a lot of informational things. And I like almost knee-jerk reaction just responded, ouch. Because if we're going to consider social media the biggest form of activism out there, now it does connect people, but if we're going to consider it the biggest form of activism in particular, because the people who are looking at my stories often have a lot in common with me, so it's a bit of a preach to the choir, then we are reducing activism down to social media. And so, and that that would be the only way that people would show up. People pick their path with activism. And there was something very self-righteous about it. I'm like, "Oh, okay. Right. So because I'm not only posting about that, I must be heartless." So, you know, part of the conversation that I was having, it's interesting that we're having these parallel conversations is checking myself with these women. It's like, what am I doing? What am I not doing? Am I standing up for what I need to be standing up for? What amount of energy am I putting towards things? What amount of finances? And I can send $50, $500, $1,000 maybe we could afford to send to Palestine or to aid. That's a drop, right? Like I am now responsible to pull $1,000 out of my budget which I will do because I want to do something, but that I'm going to pull that out of my budget and send it. When there's medical debt relief in the United States, there's black lives matter organizations that need funding. There's, you know, organizations that are trying to do prevention and education around sexual violence. There's children's organizations. There's St. Jude hospital. I mean, there are so many things that that thousand dollars could get broken up into. And, Am I chasing the current issue? What it, how, much does it, how much is the healing on my shoulders? And I'm not talking about this from a place of fragility. I'm talking about this of like, what is the biggest bang for my buck? Like, where can I have the most impact? And it's not on social media. I can guarantee you that. What I'm hearing you say is that a friend of yours says his is through prayer and there's something kind of itchy about that, right? There's a moment where you're like, "Oh, isn't that convenient?" right? And then I think about monks praying and that is their number one job is to pray for world peace. And that is their activism. And I don't know where your friend falls in the line of that like is that, you know, but it, it is itchy when we're talking about white privilege.
0: Yeah. I feel like this is a vulnerable conversation and it opens up a lot. And it's a conversation I think it's important for us to have on this podcast. I will say this about the like prayer verse, more vocal forms of, of taking action. And there's a lot that's clumped into that. I think the easy answer, and probably most people I'm projecting to y'all here, but like most people that are listening to this would say, well, both. It's all important. We need prayer. And we need people out there in the streets and we need we need everybody doing everything because it all matters and it's all important. And that is true. I also think that that's the easy answer. Right. That's the easy answer. And the problems in our world and these conversations are complex and they're tough. There is always typically an easy answer, but the easy answer might not satisfy the question fully. In today's world, where we have something like 8 billion people on the planet, we are more connected than ever. It is becoming increasingly important that we are expanding our views of what creates impact and what matters and what doesn't matter. I'm not of the camp where like every single action you take needs to be a political one. That is exhausting. And I know for a fact there are people out there that believe that every action you take is a political, everything you buy, every, every conversation you have is a political action and,
1: and it needs to be in alignment with your, and political it needs values. to be in, yeah. in
0: alignment with your political values and there's no flexibility in that. And that is exhausting. And I don't think that that's the way we actually fully create change because I think it's more exclusionary than inclusionary. And I think that that's what you're speaking to a little bit by the social media posts. Like, if you're not doing exclusionary,
1: it, because if you aren't doing that, then you you've done it wrong. Then you're out. Like, okay, you and didn't the way meet that the we create changes is, is, is yeah. I'm clarifying. Yeah, that's what you mean by yes. exclusionary.
0: Exactly. But I do think the leaders on this issue are people that are talking about ways in which we're expanding our spiritual practices, like prayer, and incorporating them into our everyday lives. And so I think about, like, we've talked about, like, Resma Menica. We've talked about, like, Joanna Macy. We've talked There's about a
1: lot. Gabor Montes has, has had a lot to say.
0: People like Robin Wall Kimmer, who wrote Braiding Sweetgrass. And the thought leaders and the people who are talking about ways in which we're evolving and incorporating this activism sense into like braiding sweetgrass. She's a scientist and she's talking about science, but then she's also talking about like indigenous wisdom and knowledge and and blending the two. And Joanna Macy talking about meditation and Eastern philosophy and Buddhism and combining that with social activism. It is easy to say both, but I think my point is we are in a time period right now where you have to be expanding your scope of what is creating impact. And yes, it is both. Yes, it is both prayer, and yes, it is both activism. But I believe in many ways it, you have to be viewing it as both, and you can't pigeonhole yourself into one area.
1: So the way that I think about what you're saying is, there is the question of what's your motivation? Is Am I doing it this way because this is the easy way for me to do it? Because it's the thing I know. Because we know with activism is you have to get uncomfortable. You have to speak out. You have to be willing to be uncomfortable and know that other people will be uncomfortable. Otherwise, what are we changing? The second thing I'm hearing is, if you yourself are not resourced, you cannot resource anybody else. And so when you're talking about exhausting, I wonder if that is limiting that person's impact. Now if you can do that, the every every choice you make is is a political choice and not get exhausted great then that is making an impact. I still think it's unfair that we believe that our individual actions are going to make the whole world better, right when we know who is actually responsible for bigger the bigger picture, right? But I do wonder with the flood of information again trauma porn, the pictures the images the expectations that if you're not posting you're not doing anything you don't give a shit the you have to do you have to hit every box you have to go to every protest in march you also have to give all your money over etc 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 that nervous systems are 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 wrecked i have had many conversations with friends who are overwhelmed because they don't know what to do and they're trying to do it all and they're shutting down and who are can't sleep at night because they wake up thinking about you know, they're having dreams about death of their children. They are with their children and just trying so hard to be present with them to say like, I am so grateful to have the life that I have with them. There is a t- some tension, right? So navigating that tension, what is going to regulate their help them regulate their nervous system? I think prayer and meditation is one of those. So I actually wonder if you can pray for the pray for the world, but also know that that's because you're actually trying to resource yourself and ground yourself so that you can do social action. I love that. And the last thing I wanted to say is that I know that no one would want you to lose time with your family appreciating the fact that you have safety and freedom in your life right now for as much as we can have it we have a lot of safety and freedom in the west and especially in the united states as white people in particular right in fact i will only say that for as white folks nobody would say you should throw the baby out with the bathwater. You should not be enjoying your family. You should suffer because you need to enjoy the fact that you have nobody's life. saying that. Yeah, nobody's
0: you, saying that. And if you think people are saying that, you're using that as an excuse, you know.
1: That so that you know, you, you the best thing you can do is appreciate what you have while then using that energy to motivate yourself towards social just uh, towards uh, activism. But please don't squander what you have. Please don't put yourself in a position of suffering to wreck your nervous system and squander what you have.
0: Yeah, I appreciate that so much. I am totally aligned with you. I think that's really powerful what you're saying. I also think it's important to expand our view of activism and too often people pigeonhole it into an either or like I either have to be out there with a bullhorn at a protest or I'm not going to do anything and I think that like one thing that we model on this podcast is just like vocal conversation there's the internal like the prayer the meditation the like inside and then there's the external and processing through things and I think being vocal about something is a form of activism and vocal is just talking with people about it that is one of the most important steps that we can take that is actually an individual action that i believe does make a big impact which is dialogue and discussion and conversation and especially when you have an audience exactly i I do want to make sure
1: and don't lose your thought i do want to make sure that we come back to the conversation with your friends and the piece about where you all have come to with that
0: yeah, I mean, quick example from my work. Uh, work with a lot of communities who are being impacted by pollution, and I can't tell you all how many meetings we have been in where the elected official or the agency or whoever sits inside that meeting and says, "Oh, we agree with you." You know, they're they're like they sympathize with us, they empathize with us, they agree with us, but then they don't do anything vocally, and. It's created this this situation to where I've talked about our allies and our political allies as you have closed door allies and then you have vocal allies. You have allies who are actually able to use their platform or use their voice to advance a cause and then you have the allies that will support you behind closed doors but won't spend any of their political capital on your issue. And there's a big difference there. And so I think the same way is for us. You have people who, you know, you
1: are you saying that posting is the path forward?
0: I'm not saying that posting is the path forward. Posting is one outlet. But I'm also saying that it can be just as sometimes it can be more impactful to have these conversations with people who know and trust you as a person rather than Posting and preaching to the choir or just creating more arguments and separation on social media. You're either going to be posting and people are going to be like, yeah, and maybe it'll help motivate that person to do something. That's a benefit of it for sure. But it's either going to preach to the choir or it's just going to make people who disagree with you more angry you know one of the better things we can, forms of activism as i'm saying is just dialoguing with people talking to people who know you and love you and maybe have similar views but just talking it out and and finding on areas in which you agree and finding on areas in which you see differently and that's okay if we can't get back to being able to have dialogue i'm i'm really worried the funny thing you just asked where is the conversation with our friends well it's kind of on pause because our one friend is in a two week meditation retreat so uh and you know what? They're probably doing some really powerful prayer for the world. And I'm very appreciative of that. I truly am. I truly am. The fact that our friend is in conversation with us about this, that also is, I think, revolutionary.
1: Was there a disagreement? Is that part of it?
0: Well, I think it. there's never been a disagreement. I, th- I think this internal-external thing, we're just dialoguing about. Yeah. You yeah. know, I mean, I think we're, we both see it the same, but like... We have different approaches and it's over Marco Polo. So you're not having it in real time. So it's a little disjointed, which is fine. It's a really fantastic way to have a conversation actually like this. You know, we haven't gotten to like, this is what we're trying to get out of this.
1: What What is your form
0: of activism
1: around the current
0: social and global issues? On the crisis in the Middle East and the conflict between Israel and Palestine, I have been doing a lot of listening and taking in. I think that that is a conflict where I approach pretty gingerly. I mean, that's that's an honest opinion. There's so much there that I don't know. And I don't know right now. Now, you ask what my form of activism is. I have signed some petitions specifically around the humanitarian crisis that's happening in gaza i have kept myself informed and i have begun to have conversations with friends about it other than that i have not done much directly um about that specific issue
1: do you do you think that there's something else you could do
0: oh i'm positive there is something else i could do. well that
1: that you feel like is not just performative like something you know i have a friend who who goes to almost any and all protest on an issue that is meaningful to her—that is so powerful for her. It is a clear showing up for her community because people who are impacted by the issue that the protest is being called for are there and they feel supported. And it is—it it's like a yes, I'm here. And and then she's part of a, a national, but actually global because there's protests happening everywhere. Movement, right? But that doesn't need to be everybody's way, right? And we've talked about that. And that's kind of what we're talking about here. It's like, you know, if you have the financial means, can that be a way? Signing petitions, talking to people, building bridges, creating more allyship. There's different approaches. Prayer, Prayer, exactly. So, and you can't do them all, all the time. So, that's why I asked if you feel like there's something more that you can be doing, because I have wondered that for myself. I put out in my newsletter, I put out a pretty political statement about Israel and Palestine, and I've had some replies, and I, I realize how many people read my newsletter that do not also align with me politically and socially. And that feels good to me. That feels really good to me, because they they like My content so much that they read my newsletters and they see me talk about, you know, trans rights and they see me talk about fat phobia and they see me talk about ceasefire. That's right. right? And so whatever it is that needs to be spoken to in that moment that week, and that's one way, but that it never feels like enough.
0: I don't have a newsletter platform like that, that you do. And that's amazing. And, you know, I think from my perspective, it's like when those people respond to you, then, you know, inviting them into the conversation, not saying, oh, well, you disagree with this. You're a horrible person. And I'm not saying you said that. I'm just saying like, that's the stuff. I am just so convinced that that's the the secret sauce that we're missing right now.
1: The thing that I think is really valuable is that I, Even if the conversation isn't going to be about what's happening in the world, in any setting, it has to be acknowledged, which is kind of back to why I said we should name it. And the word we haven't said is genocide. And that's really important. The humanitarian crisis is the genocide of the Palestinian people. So... You know, and that it is the Israeli military that is saying, you know, we want to, er-
0: and their and their political leaders right, right. now, which we all know, for, as in this country, the way that politics and power works cannot always represent the, the majority of the people. Exactly. You know, so, but yes, I would, you know, their political leaders and their military want to eradicate, are yeah. are, and have I think clearly stated that in many mm-hmm. ways, you know, eradicate. They say Hamas, but, you know, they're talking about, you know, the Palestinians from the region.
1: Of course. So just to wrap, what I was, what I want to just again name that it it is important that each one of these things be named, especially when they are on the top of people's hearts and minds, whether or not that's the topic of conversation. So if you get into a group naming, there's a lot happening in the world right now, in particular, insert thing that is globally, like nationally and or community-wise, nationally, globally on the top of people's hearts and minds. That just sets the stage for, I understand that there's more going on than what we're about to talk about in this meeting. Yeah, it just needs to be acknowledged. And I think that that's one way to, because otherwise it's this parts and pieces, like I'm, I'm suffering and heartbroken and feeling helpless and hopeless. And I'm over here talking about You know, insert thing that seems meaningless, you know, but bringing the two together and say and acknowledging like there's so much more going on in the world than this. Mm -hmm. And if we need to turn our attention that way, let's do that.
0: In my life, people would always ask, like, how do I make a difference? Like, that's always the question, you know, my kind of go to answer for a while has always been, you know, find an issue that you really care about and invest in that, like your time, your energy, you know, your money, Invest in an issue that really speaks to you and care, care about. You're going to make a more difference, like concentrating your support on an issue that you are really passionate about and recognizing that like all of these issues are interconnected and there isn't one thing that is going to solve them all. But, like, if I really care about plastics in the ocean, like, really investing my time and resources and energy into that, if I really care about homelessness or poverty. And it, it, isn't, a, it isn't a competition between these issues because they're all interconnected by these kind of, like, you know, the systems of oppression that we often talk about and systems of – that's still kind of my thing. Now, there are these, like, kind of global moment flashpoints that are important to be tuned into and be – vocal and do things about in a ways but I do believe that like if you find an issue that you really care about whatever that issue is whether it's environmental whether it's social and and you're really invested in that that sets you up better for you know like being involved in other things when there's like these global flashpoint moments like the war in Ukraine like the conflict in Gaza right now mm
1: mm-hmm. mm mm-hmm. hmm. big topic to take on thanks for taking it on yeah
0: thank you i love I, you i love you